You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. All right. All right, guys. guys. We did it. <laughs> We're here. Sorry for the... Sorry, uh, guys. Sound. I, I hope you didn't hear the cursing in the background. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we hear you. Everyone can hear us. All right, cool. Fixing up the Monerotopia.com website, literally uh, moments before we went live, because uh, we're, we're, we're launching Monerotopia 2023. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we should first go around the room and if you guys want to introduce yourselves. Sure, sure. So uh, maybe you can recognize me from a profile pic. I'm Stoic and I'll pass it over. Maybe you can recognize me from my profile pic. I'm on narrow voting. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you here. Yeah, it's thanks for having us. Yeah, it's, thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys. So you guys, you guys are, are currently in the Mexico City area. I, I don't know. I never know how much information to, uh, I want to divulge about people. Uh, no, anything. But, anything. But you're I'm, here right now. I'm a pretty open guy. So yeah, pretty much anything. The only reason I'm wearing sunny is because it's, it's sunny out now. So otherwise, I'd be fully exposed. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you guys are, are currently residing in Mexico City. For me personally, yeah, I'm doing a little bit of a traveling around the world. So the first stop for us after the prison island of Australia was Mexico. It was pretty much one of the only countries that accepted me and, and my girlfriend. It was either between here, Vietnam, El Salvador. The visas Vietnam, for Vietnam were a bit difficult. And next stop is El Salvador. So now that the world's opening up a bit more, we can obviously travel a bit more unvaccinated as well. And yeah, I'm always bouncing around. I like this country a lot. There's a lot of freedom here and uh, there's some not so many... Not so good things, but it's a, not a bad country. <laughs> it's not a bad country. It's <laughs> an awesome we, we've country. We've been loving it, man. I mean, we've obviously been this to is like our third time. Times. This is the first time we really hung out in Mexico City, and even this time, I guess we're not giving it enough time. We're only here for a couple of days, but this actually, this area, like this vicinity right here with Roma, is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm very impressed. Just like anywhere else in Europe, I think it's got. A, I was saying to my girlfriend yesterday, it's got. Pretty much whenever you go around any normal place in Europe, it's got the exact same vibes here. Yeah. So it's pretty good. We've been staying in the ghetto recently, so it's a good uh, <laughs> it's a nice change. Uh, bit of refreshment. Yeah, needles on the ground and homeless people everywhere. And it just the whole general, uh, oh, we, we call it hay, you know, the general smell of the place. Yeah. Yeah, you were telling us the, sh the shower situations are, aren't the best. Aren't right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I've heard traumatizing kind of, stories. There's always something wrong. <laughs> well, no complaints with our Airbnb no, here. It's, it's actually, been awesome. Which is one of the reasons. So, Monerotopia 2023 will be in Mexico City, actually in this region in Roma. We found an amazing venue thanks to Monero Boating, and we pretty much closed the deal with them. We Boating, did you launch the website? I did. All right. I, I hope everything is fine. I'm still my hands are still sweating, but <laughs> we last, last minute, minute here. Under this is what happened. This is what I we get a lot done. Hang out with all the time. More than I thought I could. It's like crazy. That's why, like, yeah. yeah as you can, run around now like you know firsthand. Like right before the show, we're like running like maniacs. Cindy, if you want to bring it up, yeah. 
Monero Boating did a wonderful job. But yeah, what I want to say was, I mean, part of the reason we want to do it in Mexico City, because it's really accessible. Mexico City is globally accessible. You don't have to deal with crazy visa situations like you do with the U.S. Um, I think pretty much anyone anywhere can can get here. And uh, additionally, the cost of living, you know, Airbnbs, hotels, whatever it is, is astronomically uh, more affordable compared to Miami. And you're getting, I think, a lot more, you know, like you're getting a lot better value in addition. And there's probably better parking too. Yeah. Better parking. (laughs) Better parking. Better parking. uh, Delicious food. food. That's right. Better drinks. Better drinks. Beautiful women. Beautiful what we did. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, that's part of it, guys. We've already, we scoped out um, the, you know, the area in terms of places that people can stay. We found some really good, cheap hotels. Uh, we'll post those soon. We'll get you want to go up. over the website? It's yeah, showing. yeah. We'll, we'll go over the website. So we'll, we'll post those up soon. Uh, obviously, Airbnbs, I'd recommend checking those out. What I want to get out there is anybody who's looking to potentially come to Monerotopia in Mexico City, just act fast. Buy your ticket fast because that helps us be because then the the event has more momentum. It makes it easier for us with like making decisions. It takes a lot of pressure off of us. And number two, it makes it easier for you. It'll be a lot cheaper. Um, so we're, we're, we're greatly reducing the, the price for the early bird ticket and for the VIP ticket. I guess we'll get into what those are. But then additionally for just like grabbing an Airbnb and grabbing a hotel and grabbing your plane ticket. If you do all those things like now, you know, up front, it's going to be really super, super affordable for everyone. That's, that's, I just wanted to make sure I got that out to everybody. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if you want to tell them the price at the moment, but I thought it was quite humorous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, we were going to price it in Monero itself. We're having a little issue. So we're using the Monero gateway, which uses uh, integrated with WooCommerce, but there's no right boating. There's no way to price in Monero using uh, WooCommerce, right? It's tricky. Maybe maybe there's a way, but I have to... If somebody knows how, you can tell me via DM or I'll, I'll look look at it. Yeah, because we were going to price it in Monero, you know, forcing people to uh, basically account in Monero, use use Monero as your unit of account. But we're, we're forced to use the fiat dollar as a unit of account. So mm. it's going to be $69.42 for the general admission early bird so that's going to go up and then for the vip it's going to be 169 dollars early bird and big difference with the vip is you're going to get access to the speaker dinner so we're going to have a dinner on the probably probably the first night i guess we should say the date right it's going to be may 6th may 6th and 7th may 6th and 7th that's a weekend it's saturday and sunday and the venue the the venue is awesome oh the venue is amazing it's It's, so cool can you bring up a link to the venue well here's a little entrance video let's tease people let's not show the location (laughs) there you go the venue is (laughs) beautiful It's a, it's juxtaposed to, it's like right next to a park, right? A public park, I believe. And it's, it's land that this group basically adversely possessed like 30 years ago. I think it was was government land and they they took it over and they, they never left. And I guess that the government has allowed them to do so. And I think at this point it's their land through adverse possession, I, I would assume, or some, 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 some legal form, but it's, it's amazing. I mean, uh, it's, it's just a con like a, a commune type setup lots of little 
uh, things going on there. People uh, hanging out, selling their their handmade things. They have different events all the time. Very community oriented, and so venue's beautiful. And a really cool part about it is we're going to use their resources. So they're really tapped into the community uh, because they have all these events going all, all, all the time. We're going to be able to partner with uh, a local, essentially a local marketplace that comes and sets up their market there on a, uh, during some of the weekends at the venue. So we're going to partner with them and we're going to have their marketplace take place during the conference and we're going to get all the vendors to agree to accept Monero for that day. So we'll have a, a built-in Monero accepting marketplace with a bunch of local Mexico city vendors. Hopefully some delicious food too. Yeah. Delicious food, cool, you know, crafts and items. I mean, if things go right, it's going to be pretty, pretty amazing. I'm sure this is going to yeah. be my first Monerotopia, So I'm pretty excited for it. It's going to be good. And yeah, any, anything else we should I should be saying about the venue or what do you, what do you... Well, I didn't go to the venue, so I'm really not <laughs> oh, sure. So what's going on. I will be you'll surprised. Be surprised. <laughs> you guys sit in the home, you've they seen farm, more than me. They, they farm, have their little orchard and they farm with permaculture and collect rainwater. It's a nice, interesting philosophy. The owner also seems a very interesting guy. Yeah, I mean, part of it is, you know, they don't just associate with anybody. We had to explain Monero, explain ourselves, explain why we're so passionate about this, what we're up to. We put all our cards on the table and he had one question. He was like, are, are, is this, are you guys trying to destroy the, the central banks? And we gave him a stern response of yes. And uh, he was pretty much sold on that. So they, they seem to align with our values. They like our mission. They like what Monero is up to. I think it's, I think it's all going to work out well. It's looking good, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, the, the one thing I want to say, so the, the reason why the VIP ticket is so high is because the, the real value you're going to get there is if we're going to have the speaker dinner the first night, it's going to include everything. And, you know, we'll have all the speakers there that are, that are hanging out. They'll come and have the dinner with us. So it's going to be well worth it. Plus, I think we'll have it where, you know, you'll get free drinks and treats throughout the day. Last year, we had Monero glass, uh, glasses, shades for everybody. <laughs> this year, we'll have some other have swag oh, item. We're working on that. We're yeah. getting a local that's making some, some cool swag for the conference. We accomplished that today as well. We've been all, we've been all around this city. Right, and it's only been two days. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, that's it. That's enough about the conference, right? I think we yeah. get your tickets. Get the word guys. out. Yeah. Guys, get the, please, Mexico please. Mexico City, May 6th and 7th, 2023. Monerotopia 23. Please take action. We're going we're gonna to punish you by raising the price in hopes of encouraging you to take action quick because that makes it a lot easier for us in terms of dealing with everything. And there'll be a lot more details coming soon in terms of speakers and everything. But, you know, you could... You could count on the fact that you know we're gonna have we're gonna have quality talks and things like that. It's gonna be good stuff. Yeah, and yeah, Super for team. those that want to reach out and if you want to be like a vendor, a speaker, or whatever, email us at monerotopiaprotonmail.com. So yeah, or if you have any other weird, have any questions. weird questions, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you will. <laughs> you don't want to ask on air. <laughs> you want to be that annoying uh, Monero person? Please, please, by all means, please do. <laughs> Ask away. Yeah. Anything else we should uh, bring up? I think, I think, I think that's really it. All right. Yeah. We're good. Should we uh, jump to the news and then we could. Uh, he's in, in He's he's in the process of. Getting... All right. So we'll, we'll wait yeah. for Tony. We'll wait for Tony. Yeah. Uh, how about price report? Do we have price report? Oh, price report supposed to be here. Yeah. Is, is insane right now. Crazy things going on. What do you got? What do you guys think about the uh, price action right now? Has, is the bot 
is the bottom end. I think so. I think it might be nobody knows really, but I, I I'm pretty confident it is. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting question. Obviously, no one knows where the bottom is. Mentally, I think that's probably more important. Mentally, I'm somewhere for Bitcoin between ten to thirteen k. Might fall a little bit further, but I think in any case, it's a great time to be buying. I think the market's completely logical right now. So, with that said, it should bounce back and. Yeah, it feels like we got that kind of that black swan event we were waiting for that would cause a capitulation, right? With sure. FTX. Sure, sure. And I mean, on a on a small time uh, frame, it's still looking bearish. Obviously, yeah, we've set a lower high below twenty uh, k or below eighteen k, I think it was. So yeah, it might, it might fall a bit further, but in any any case, for me, not financial advice, but I don't care what happens. I'm buying, and I've been buying since fifty k. Right, <laughs> buying, <laughs> dip, <laughs> buying dip after dip. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, same here. We we swooped in finally to to pick up a little bit. I mean, it was it's getting cheap. Yeah, I was kind of on your side. I was waiting for like the, I was thinking like fourteen k, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, I think it hit like fifteen. Uh, I think it went into the sixteens. No, I think I think it broke. I think it, it hit, hit fifteen. 15. It went into fifteen. So I just feel like maybe that's low enough, right? Like, yeah, I don't think maybe, but yeah. markets are irrational. Yeah, you'll never know. <laughs> but anyway, good time to buy. I'm sure Body will go into into the details. Yeah. Is he here? Yep, he's uh setting up, just adding his other screen. But it's always a good time to spend Monero and use Monero for privacy. He doesn't care about price. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's another thing, guys. For the Monerotopia, you know, make sure you bring some Monero because you're gonna need it. Uh, everything, everything at the at the event will be sold for Monero. No dirty fiat. No, no dirty fiat. Uh, we're gonna try. I probably it's gonna be too much work to accomplish, but I would like to try to get a few people that can rent their apartments for Monero. If I could figure that out locally. Like Airbnb is tough. They have that on such lockdown. Like they don't even want you communicating with the people that run the place. Like they have an algo that like like reads the community. Like if you put in your phone number, it like doesn't even let your email. Doesn't let you. It doesn't like like the, the Airbnb is watching. They don't want you making deals outside of Airbnb. Of course. But trying to figure out if we could find a few Airbnbs, even like five, that would be willing to just rent directly with Monero. As, and throw that up there as an option for people that want. That'd for be cool. Sure. We can get some Monero pads going. It'll be good. Yeah. They'll start the revolution in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Bodhi, what do you think? You think that's uh, pie in the sky? You think we could figure that out somehow? People are definitely more open than I thought here. Yeah. I was telling them that I have never dug a last tomb and anybody. <laughs> and they're pretty dog. open. <laughs> they're pretty open to accepting Monero. And people in Mexico are used to working around the system because the system doesn't work here very well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you can get some. Yeah, I ran into some vendors outside of the the venue that already knew about Monero. Guy was selling uh, CBD, and then I think other just like regular like ma- marijuana product. But you had to like become a member of I guess because obviously it's not legal in Mexico. So. No, it is legal. You can have a you can have a permit, and uh, and you can smoke it and grow it in your house. For example. Yeah. <laughs> at, at our at our Airbnb. Mind, but yeah. Okay. So wait, but okay. can any is it legal for anybody at this point to to consume? You have marijuana? you need a permit from the government. So oh, you need a permit even for that for personal consumption. And, yeah, some people don't like to tell the government they're smoking weed, but some don't have a problem and want. To, okay. Some I think you can grow up to four plants or something like that in your house. Okay. It's so funny. Like it's like just make it legal, right? Like I love like they're like, taking these these baby steps. It's because of popularity. I yeah, think. yeah. It's obvious, and everybody does weed in the, in the street. Yeah. 
It's yeah, I've me. seen plenty of it around here, people yeah. in the street. In Australia, it's yeah, still still tight on lockdown, you know. They're not budging an inch. <laughs> yeah, New York New York City has leapfrog. It's, it's now better, yeah. completely legal. They haven't figured out the the selling. You know, there's, there's they're gonna create a licensing system for that. So right now it's gray area with that. So you see shops just selling it everywhere because they don't need the licenses yet. But they're gonna put that in place. But to consume, I mean, nobody's a cop sees you walking down the street smoking weed. You're not. You're not getting in trouble. In New York City. Oh, okay. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Not Mexico City. No, that I know. I almost learned that the hard way, right? But. <laughs> <laughs> but my point was, the guy is is new about Monero and accepting Monero. Go ahead. Good stuff. <laughs> I will move on to the price report. The Monerotopia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat, peer to peer. What happened? Hello, body. Hello, hello. How's hey, guys. How's it going? It's good. How are you guys doing? Looks like y'all are having a good time down there. Yeah, man. We would have loved to to add you to the party but i know you you weren't able to make it yeah sorry about that i had something come up that was important to commitment that i had made and uh it just the timing oh, didn't great. quite work out no worries no worries glad you can make it yeah virtually. glad you're able to make it virtually yeah so how's everyone holding up is um is this latest crash no one's no one's calling the suicide hotline i hope <laughs> Not us, not this group. I think these are, you know, the type of people that don't really care about price. And then we've been too I had busy a friend to and really even care about it. But go ahead. I had a friend in another group that was kind of making some jokes, and I was like, whoa, 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 hang on, hang on. <laughs> like, this shit's no joke. People actually do this. Like, do you need, do you need a phone call? Like, he's like, no, no, I'm totally joking. I was like, okay. So, but seriously, though, like, if you have a friend out there that is talking like that, that's like you might be able to save a life. It, people have killed themselves during times like this. So, you know, we're going to get out of this. It's going to be fine ultimately, but a lot of people um, can't see that. So just, you know, kind of a, uh, kind of a sad topic, you know, but it's, it's real. It does happen. So if you have a friend that's making jokes or says anything like that, you know, just, just talk to him, just follow up with them. Yeah. Wow. Good, good point, man. Very, very good point. I, I've, I've had moments, uh, you know, where I've lost quite a bit, you know, I, I don't, I don't trade, uh, but there's a reason why I don't trade because I've learned lessons when I was younger. Uh, and yeah, it could be very demoralizing and very depressing. It's all perception at the end of the day. So if you're if you're out there and you're thinking re really bad thoughts about all this, I mean, it's these, this is when you got to take a step back, put things into perception and realize there's a lot more to life than money. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Don't jump. Don't do it. <laughs> Step back from the ledge. Step back don't from the ledge. Don't be a, um, oh, what's it called? A cliche. Yeah. All right. Now that we set the, the state. Positive to mind. the less, yeah, it can only get better from here, right? Can it? Can it? <laughs> it's never well, let's when you're talking about not killing yourself yeah. the price can't be good he, he brings up a good point though right i mean i think yeah, we've yeah, all yeah. we've all adjusted sure. personally right but there's those that are out there, especially young people that are like just getting into this maybe they they threw in their whole life savings especially if you're young if it's your whole life savings you really have nothing to worry about because you got the rest of your life to i make, mean it to make money it happens like it really happens it was just it was on my mind because uh, someone yesterday and in, in a, a group had, had said something like that and i was like whoa i couldn't tell if they were serious or not and uh, so it just kind of 
you know, I mean, I, I've seen it happen before. So it's just, you know, it's never, it's not a bad thing to say during times like this. Now, I think for us, for Monero, like, I think a lot of us are pretty optimistic, to be honest. Um, I don't, I don't see any major problems with our chart. I think the worst that happens is we double bottom. So uh, we've got this point right here, which was the low back in June. And um, I think Monero is set up so strong that I, I just don't see us going any lower than this point right here. I drew this yellow circle just the other day, which is kind of my target. If you're the trading type, I would recommend setting your buy orders probably right around 110 and then set them all the way down through like maybe $90. Let's see, I think Binance has predictably turned off um, withdrawals for a couple hours today. Here's our price divergences. This is volume weighted, so it tells you how price is diverging relative to volume. One of the things that's so predictable about this chart, so you'll notice that uh, you'll notice that price starts diverging downwards where Binance and everyone in concert, for whatever reason, decides that they're gonna sell a bunch of Monero and list it at a lower price than Kraken. And of course it happens while price is crashing. Um, you'll notice they kind of had to pay that back over here if they wanna keep withdrawals open. And I do think we're having an impact. I think all of the, uh, all of the kind of like social Reddit, Twitter stuff, we talk about, hey, Binance, why are you shutting down withdrawals? We're just constantly hammering that home. And I think it does get them negative press. Um, and I don't think they want too much of that negative press. So I think they try and ride the line as close as they can to keeping withdrawals just barely open most of the time. So you'll see these times where, um, you know, they have to pay this right here. They have to pay it back by offering a little bit higher Monero prices later on. But they're, it just, it's so cliche. It just seems like every time we crash, they want to try and hammer the price even extra hard on Monero. You know, it's like a psychological game. Let's see, the shorts here have been not too much. I mean, we're, we're a little bit net short. You can see here 2021, 2022, we were basically in net short for almost the entire bull market. And then we're still in net shorts down here, but it's not anything at the... Um, at the magnitudes that we were at um, previously. Like here during the bull market, we had really high magnitudes on, on all of the, the positions there. Let's go ahead and take a look at Monero dominance. This is kind of an interesting structure. You don't, or at least I personally don't see this too much where you've kind of got this very long-term broadening structure. Right now, things look pretty good. I mean, I, I would still like to hit this kind of vertical area right here and get back to this area. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. It's gonna be really hard to break this structure overall. You know, this kind of looks like prices may be topping out here and maybe it wants to pull back some. At some point, I would imagine we'll probably we'll probably bump into that. And the question is, if we can get above that, that's probably a good sign, but it's, it's hard to say for sure that we would or not. Um, but it, this is a very long-term chart, right? This is a weekly chart. And uh, let's take a look at the ratio. Yeah, ratio's just been kind of chilling, hasn't been doing too much for, for quite a long time. Like we had some really solid performance and then we just flattened out. But I mean, this is good. You know, Bitcoin crypto prices are crashing. We're still holding our own relative to Bitcoin. We could take a look at some of our relative valuations as well. Yeah, here we go. This one's a good one. Uh, this is the uh, this is our price relative to Zcash. And we just keep, I mean, it's just steady up and up and up and up. This was, you know, again, during the bull market when they print all of their unbacked stable coins and they they pump all of their uh, their favorite scam tokens or or cash grab tokens, but I mean we're basically back. We're at all time highs now versus eCash. Um, so the market, the the fundamental forces of the market are slowly but steadily revealing themselves, and and this is a trend I very much expect to continue. We've got uh, Litecoin for whatever reason has been performing really well in general relative to Monero as well. We've got Ripple. At some point, I do expect that we are going to break through this this descending um, this downsloping line here. Who knows when that will be? It looked a lot like it might happen right here. And then 
uh, and then Ripple just massively pumped. This might be more of the long game. It could take us a little bit longer before we break this chart. But again, we just see this everywhere. It just looks like we are we have so much strength against other coins. And I, I think that's going to continue. Let's go ahead and take a look at uh, the good old trusty uh, regression analysis. We'll start zoomed out again, just to, to give people a nice perspective on what we're looking at here. Uh, right, this is the big picture <clears throat> with the red line being the absolute uh, sort of the absolute lower boundary for Bitcoin price, at least in a statistical sense, right? This doesn't account for fundamental things and whichever exchanges might go bankrupt um, soon. But ultimately, we, we, we have come very, very close to, um, to hitting this line here. Yesterday, we came within 13%. So that's getting really close. Um, and to me, like, this is my rebuy point. I've been sitting on just I've been sitting on a bunch of capital, a bunch of stuff that I sold, stable coins and gold and cash, and I want to rebuy. I really don't like sitting out of the market, and I especially don't like sitting in a stable coin, which has counterparty risk. Um, I would much rather buy at the statistically you know most opportune moment to buy, and then just chill on on my crypto because you know you get all the benefits of self custody, uh, no counterparty risk, and it's you know it's hard like. Because occasionally we do get these crazy big pumps. And when you're missing out on those pumps and you're like, ooh, did I miss the bottom? I don't know. Did I miss the bottom? But, um, you know, if I give myself the best chances to get back in the market um, and then to just chill, like that's the best thing. Because honestly, I hate trading. I love markets and I love analysis and I, and I love doing all this stuff here. But I hate executing and managing trades. I just, I don't know. I don't find it enjoyable. Maybe I need to, to form a team with some people that can... Uh, you know, I'll do the analysis and they can do the trade execution and management. I'm actually thinking about that, but maybe, maybe not. And then if we want to take a look at the broader markets, um, stock markets are actually doing pretty good, which is kind of surprising. We, we had some pretty massive pumps here. And I would imagine that without this kind of positive movement, it's likely that uh, crypto and Bitcoin would be a little bit lower than it is now. Still though, to me, this is not the place that you want to try and catch a falling knife. You want to be patient. You want to try and wait for those targets again, you know, you want to wait for Bitcoin to be somewhere in the in the fourteen thousand dollar area, and then on these other charts, you know, so where Monero, I kind of expect it to double bottom again. So this is Ethereum now. I expect Ethereum to double bottom as well, somewhere in between these two um, horizontal lines here again, because that goes back to um, to other levels. If you go on the weekly chart, this this makes more sense on the weekly chart. Yeah. So again, you know. To me, this just isn't the place where you want to catch a falling knife. But what's interesting is that it looks like Ethereum and Monero are going to double bottom. But, um, you know, Bitcoin dominance right now is actually crashing, even though the rest of the markets are all crashing. Bitcoin dominance is is almost back at its uh, local swing lows from from the past couple of years. So um, this is again, this is kind of what I've been talking about. I've been expecting this, that Bitcoin dominance was just not going to perform nearly as well at this bull market. So um you know, again, I've got this kind of yellow line circled. I leave these, I leave these big yellow um, circles for me, just so I can sort of maintain my perspective. And and then later, you know, once we get out here to uh, 2023, I can see how well uh, my my forecast held up. So again, you know, it's just this looks like it could continually, progressively move down. But uh, you know, we're getting close to a really solid moment to to rebuy. And even if you rebought here, like if your first buy order was like 15.5, that would have been a good spot. Like. You could you could rebuy there and be somewhat confident that you're giving yourself a good risk to reward. Personally, I'm still going to wait till we get a bit down here, but you really could look at starting to rebuy. You don't want to like you don't want to YOLO your whole stack into it, but you know you could take 10, 20 percent, 30 percent, and start rebuying. Maybe if we if we get back down to these levels. Other than that, I think you know, I think everything. Oh, the dollar. Yeah, so Dixie has um, has decided to take a really big pullback. These purple and blue lines are what I've said for really pretty much since. Um, 
maybe around March of this year, I've been expecting that we would get between these lines. Those are the lifetime upper standard deviation and kind of the next level up from that. So you can see we kind of basically just reversed at that point. So the dollar has been taking a pretty significant pullback. Um, that's a good sign that we could be in for a nice big sustained rally at some point. I do expect that with the Fed raising rates still, we're going to end up back in this area again sometime next year. But overall, like things, things are looking potentially okay for the markets. Oh, there was the last thing that I wanted to show you was the uh, was the inflation rate. We talked about this last week. So you can see that. Uh, let's, let's look at this a bit more broad picture. So um, this is all the crazy inflation we had. Again, white is CPI, blue is core inflation. The Federal Reserve says that they pay more attention to the core inflation than they do to CPI, and that's what they want to see come down. So the CPI has been making a pretty good, it's been coming off its highs pretty well. This, this last month's uh, data, I think it was yesterday, the CPI had gone down by half a percent, which was pretty decent. Uh, but the core only went down by 0.3%. And you can still you can see that we're still kind of like it's still elevated. But if we see Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, Monero hit my targets, and then let's suppose in, in December we see this drop down, you know, below 6%, that would be a really good sign for us. Because if inflation starts to come down, the Fed can um, pause those rate hikes. And that that can only be or that will mostly be a good thing for risk assets. So yeah, the the fact that inflation came down a little bit, I think, had a big factor in why the markets pumped because the markets really want to pump here. Like you can just see that the psychology of everybody is they want those gains back. They want to get something back. They're ready to put their money back into the market and they're kind of looking for any reason to do so. So if we get good inflation numbers that come down again in December, I imagine that sets us up pretty well for some upside action. But just be careful in cryptocurrency right now. This probably isn't quite over. Um, we probably still have some more bankruptcies to be seen, but you know, just get ready. Like there, there could be some really good buying opportunities coming up here uh, very soon. Uh, and with that, I think that's about all I have for you guys today. All, all right, right, man. So it could, the price could go up or the price could go down. We don't know. Nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> what, what do you, what, well, like what yeah. kind of, what kind of odds would you put on the bottom have already being hit? Like when we saw the dip, whatever it was yesterday or day before when it, Dip, dip below 16k mm. man that's tough i would give it a 30 percent chance that's i pulled that out my ass but wow, <laughs> i would wow. say 30 percent chance really really yeah um wow okay and so you think it's basically just going to be obviously it's going to be we, we don't know what what will cause it to continue to dwindle down but you think that the ftx stuff has has uh yet to fully play out and there's a lot more pain to come with regards to the FTX. There might not necessarily be a lot more pain to come, but FTX was spidered into a lot of different stuff. There were so many different companies that had exposure to FTX. I think, I, I want to say I heard the rumor that BlockFi might be the next the next one to drop. There's still companies out there that haven't failed, that have, been, have not been liquidated and were probably operating on some kind of margin leverage, somewhat fraudulent basis um, or Ponzinomics kind of basis. So, you know, uh, FTX today went officially into bankruptcy and, you know, that's going to take a long time to sort out. Um, and again, all of the other companies that are wrapped up and associated with FTX, you know, they might be on their last legs right now. They, they might be scrambling to try and figure out how to stay alive for the next couple months. So it's very possible that we could see a few more of these liquidations happen, especially again, because we're in an environment where monetary contraction is just continuing. So as the months go by, as cash becomes less and less available, at least if cash stays becoming less and less available, yeah, you, you could see a few more of these um, liquid liquidation bankruptcy events. Now, FTX being such a big piece of the crypto market, 
that's the kind of thing that we're looking at that we say, you know, this is getting really close to an ultimate capitulation kind of event. We still have the Gox coin to come that are going to get released in like January, maybe February, maybe March, who knows, but they're getting close. Like people are confirming their banking details. People are making accounts on Kraken. So Kraken is going to be the one receiving all of the Gox Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash. They're going to be, Kraken is going to be making the distribution of the coin. And then um, the Mt. Gox trustee is just going to send that all to Kraken. So there's still some black swans on the horizon. We're not out of the woods yet, but we are finally getting to that place where it's like, okay, we are finally at the potential that we're that we're at the bottom or that we're very close to the bottom. All right. Yeah, no, if it feels it feels like we're near. I th- I would say, you know, good time to accumulate if you haven't been already. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I feel comfortable saying that at this point. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think it's I think the best way to do it is just to set uh, multiple buy orders and um you know, that way you're getting you're getting little bites at a time, you know, because the markets can go lower than, than we think, but sometimes they can just stop and not go any lower at all. So it's a good way to get yourself exposed and make sure that you're getting in the market at decent prices um, without having to necessarily just like drop your entire net worth into into a rebuy all at once. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, you know, I, I don't you know, I don't really pick up crypto all, all too often. Uh, I wait for, you know, opportune times like this. And uh, otherwise, I, I like to go direct from fiat into Monero. But once in a while, I do like using a centralized exchange, just easier and, you know, using my, my bank and I could get dollars in there. But it seems like whenever I go to do it at the opportune time, I just can't get into the exchange. So I had this experience <laughs> multiple times uh, in historically. And now just recently again, I so I signed into my Coinbase account for the first time and quite some time and i actually i signed in a few months ago anticipating that i might be ready to like you know use my connected bank account to to quickly buy some some you know crypto some bitcoin so then i can make its way into monero whatever and sure enough when we were going when we were, i think it was yesterday morning early yesterday morning here in mexico it was when it was below 16 and yeah i was i was you know, I was unable to uh, purchase on Coinbase. It's always the way. Uh, I went to purchase. First, I wasn't able to get in the website. Finally, I was able to get in. And then uh, when I went to make the purchase, it was saying like not enough funds in your in your bank account. And I'm like checking my bank account. I'm like, there's plenty of funds. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like talking to customer service. And they're like, oh, I don't know. It's your, it's your bank account. It's not us. It's the bank. Well, we're going to move on because, again, also battery usage. So let's sure. move on. Let's move on. We're going to move on to the news report. Thank you you can't stop we'll us, t- guys. We're going to keep, keep going. <laughs> All right, Tony. You're almost ready, right? We got Tony calling in from wherever he may be. Wherever he may be. And now for our weekly news segment. Tony. Hi, Tony. Can you I'm hear just, us? I'm just packing my bags from Mexico. Give me, give me a second. I have my. <laughs> I, have my I was saying what you were doing, Tony. We were expecting you, man. I know. Wait, hold on. All right, let's move it, Tony. Because we got 36 <laughs> percent. <laughs> we we love it. We love it. But let's let's go. I know. Wait, hold on. Okay. Um. Well, actually, we had a hurricane the day that I was supposed to fly in, so I wouldn't have been able to to come anyway but um hey everybody well thank you save it for monerotopia 2023 you save your funds for them <laughs> <laughs> all right hey guys uh let's get uh, into it. yeah take it away go tony right. go we're low on battery <laughs> we're low on battery i know so i know, know i know your dinner so <laughs> okay so i'm gonna play a minute of this video essentially the dutch government uh, it's not even funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. You guys put me in a different <laughs> state. So essentially, the, gov- the Dutch government is going to propose 
or has proposed in a bill in which they're going to monitor transactions over 100 euros. So we're gonna play a minute of uh, this video. And I do like this guy, he's pretty funny. So you guys will enjoy uh, If you keep your money in the bank just for a rainy day, that might not be rain coming down, just the chairman of the bank urinating on your head from his office window. On this show a couple of months back, our pal Leilani Dowding went to her local branch to withdraw a modest sum under 500 quid and was asked by the bank clerk for what purpose she needed the money. Leilani being Leilani, she opened what I believe our American friends call a can of whoopass on the clerk. But the constraints on your use of your money are tightening around the world. The Dutch government has a new bill proposing to monitor all transactions over 100 euros. That's about 100 quid or indeed $100. Uh, all Western currencies are mysteriously converging right now, almost as if in preparation for the introduction of the digital Klaus Schwab mark across the entire Western world. Eva Velardinger broke the least deranged Dutch person in the Netherlands joins me. Can this really be true, Ava, that every single transaction over 100 euros is now going to be recorded and monitored by the state? Should I keep going or she's just going to explain that? You know? Oh, yeah. I, wow. That's crazy. After a 20% drop, there's never been, even after a 20% drop, there's never been a better time to own Monero than now. Of course. Yeah, oh, all, yeah. All the stars on almost unfortunately are aligning, right? Like it's, yeah. it's Monero is, is the inverse to the dystopia. As things get, you know, more and more dystopic, Monero, Monero gets more and more val valuable, I'd right, say, right? right? I mean, I say, uh, you know, Monero is insurance against clown world. So it's win-win either way, you know, <laughs> Monero goes up in value or there's no dystopia. So now, now granted, I, I did eat bugs last night. You did. And I was disappointed. But I got the waiter to accept the tip of Monero. So I feel like I broke even. You made up for it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it was what bugs did you eat? <laughs> I ordered guacamole, not yeah, realizing yeah. it came with little mini crickets on top. Oh my God! Little little fry, yeah. They're they're conditioning me because yeah. I I enjoyed it. I'm totally for it too. They actually look good, <laughs> you know. I, was, I went home and said to my girlfriend, "They yeah. actually look good. I'd like to try." And it, I was like, you know what? I'll pass. I'll pass on the steak. Just give me another round. Of, <laughs> give me just some larger crickets. Good protein. Were you happy though? Were you happy? <laughs> I was happy. They bugged that I was happy. <laughs> All right, sorry. Next story. Next story. <laughs> I can't find you on WF, but uh, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Okay, uh, then we'll just move on. So let's talk about, is Twitter blue efficient? Essentially, people are making their own, they're, they're making a Twitter account and then they're impersonating other people. And now they can purchase a verification badge so that they actually look legit, but they might change an I or a little letter so that it looks like it's in fact the original. So this company is selling or producing insulin and someone met an account and said that we are excited to announce insulin is free now. And then it costs the company billions of dollars because of that, because it just went down. Another case that we have is, well, this one is not as bad, but someone made an account under the name of Nestlite uh, Def Cult, and then they named it Nestlite, then they bought a verification badge and just wrote um, or tweeted, we steal your water and sell it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought is funny or this I, I, don't one is... I don't understand like it, it's obvious that this is a problem why like elon knew this before they actually launched it because people already said this is going to be a problem so why didn't they like you know make some changes beforehand i tweeted that i'm getting spammed by official accounts mm. 
well verified accounts and somebody tweeted something very smart that elon's getting eight dollars for a spam bot every spam bot spending elon eight dollars so yeah that's, that's proof enough. of work i suppose yeah <laughs> proof yeah work. proof of work yeah. yeah the thing is it's not even the eight dollars you need it you need a unique phone number and a unique credit card mm -hmm. so it's uh it's it's more difficult than even just sending you know eight dollars eight dollars right you have to be yeah. verified verified yeah um so tony yeah. what's what's the tie into Monero? how does this relate how can we relate this to Monero? well what i'm thinking about is as you said about needing a credit card and that obviously is tied to an identity so what is going to happen like are those people going to be targeted because uh for example this is pretty serious like they lost a lot of money like they lost billions of dollars because of it i mean i guess i'm sure they'll recover but this is pretty serious and it happened to a couple other companies so how do we relate it to to monero remember when <laughs> <laughs> well okay i'm gonna segue a little bit remember how tesla used to accept bitcoin for the yes. product why won't they do it with why won't they accept monero he wanted Dogecoin. He wanted to accept Dogecoin at some point, but why won't he accept Monero? Or I'm sure he knows about Monero. You know, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just a mess for now. And um, yeah, it's just Elon being Elon right now. We'll see what happens with Twitter. All right, uh, next one. <laughs> all right, and uh, next everybody. <laughs> so let's let's talk about EU and regulations because every single time uh, something happens, as it has with FTX, and we'll go into it in a bit. Uh, the EU drops, or is talking about harsher regulations and this one is interesting so they're talking about uh, privacy coins and how to handle them in in the future but and uh, Monerotti wrote something very interesting the european mika law wants to restrict you the possibility to have a non-custodial wallet in a nutshell they forbid the only thing that could have protected you against the ftx scam you know so they should promote self-custody they shouldn't uh, so it's uh it's certainly um certainly interesting and and by the way guys you have all all the links in the description so if you do want to check out the links and you're you're free to do so but yeah they they do mention privacy once in 79 pages and it says to that end the EBA should shall pay particular attention to products transactions and technologies that may favor anonymity such as privacy wallets mixers or tumblers and uh, if you want to you can um, read more of the article it's pretty long but. It's um, certainly interesting, but oh, I mean, have some? Oh. they're yeah. fighting a losing battle with Monero. It's they're going to try to slow it down, but there's no way they can they can succeed at that. All right. Actually, that'll, that'll be a good thing because then they're actually forced to, <laughs> to download Kwalt Monerujo. They're forced to actually uh, you know get Monero. So that'll be interesting, but uh, you know I'll be shocked if that if that would happen. But I hope it would. But now let's actually get into Blockify and uh, FTX and all these things because there's a lot to it. Yeah, so essentially you guys know about what happened with FTX and now Blockify wrote that we are shocked and dismayed by the news regarding FTX and Al Alameda. Alameda. Uh, we like the rest of the world found out about the situation for Twitter. Given a lack of clarity on the status of FTX, FTX US and Alameda, we are not able to operate business as usual. Until there is further clarity, we're limiting platform activity, including pausing client withdrawals as allowed under our terms. So don't use don't use BlockFi, don't use uh, <laughs> FTX, stop using centralized exchanges. Take back your crypto, it's really important. And uh, I'll get into FTX in a bit, but I wanna talk about proof of reserves. So uh, Binance tweeted, all crypto exchanges should do Merkle tree proof of reserves. Banks run on a factional reserves. 
crypto exchanges should not. Binance will start to do proof of reserves soon, full transparency, and they have disclosed how much Bitcoin they have, how much uh, Ethereum and, and other things. And I think, I forgot who did it as well, like what exchange, but essentially they hold more Shiba Inu than, than Ethereum. And I thought that was really interesting, <laughs> but I forgot which one specifically. But then Monero tweeted about, about the proof of reserves. In the interest of transparency, Monero developers are publishing the first ever rich list of Monero addresses. This will forever prove our continuing commitment to having the most professional users around. Take a look. The report may surprise you. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Monero says no. Monero blockchain snoops. Can't see shit about their self-custodial wads. Monero is the only major asset that provides privacy to everyone. So proof of reserves by exchanges are important. However, you should never leave assets in someone else's control. And I think, yeah, okay, then we'll get into FTX. Let's also just watch this one. We're going to have a little break, get into, into the heavy stuff. It's just Biden giving uh, his usual talks, you know? Biden's being a popular, a Hmm, beautiful. There's not even a P in extremist. <laughs> you know? So what Biden's was I've, I missed this one. I missed this one on Twitter. I'm glad I did. <laughs> I don't. It's, I don't know. I guess he's a papa, papa, kappa, kappa. <laughs> Moving on, guys. <laughs> this guy fucks five million people at once. I guess you guys know him by now. His name is Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam used to be the CEO of of FTX. He's not anymore. And there's uh, people that are being uh, fired from FTX, like Roll Ligma over here. It's very unfortunate. It's very sad. Okay, but jokes aside, let's let's get into it. Uh, it's really serious, and uh, just like Body said, and we discussed, even if you lost everything, and some people have, and I tweeted about it, and some other people did. Please, like you, even you know, if you're my age in the twenties, I mean, you do have your chance to make it back. But even if you don't, it just don't, don't please, like you, you'll find something else. You, you you'll make it through. You know, it's really sad, but. Things like this happen. Um, so essentially, FTX... okay, moral of the story: it's the it's the story we already know. You know, if you're going to use central, don't you try not to use centralized exchanges, right? By by all means, but yeah. if you are, take your crypto off, like right away. Just use for it sure. for purposes of exchanging. Better yet, if you need to do that, might as well use an instant exchange, right? Might as well use something else where you could instantly transfer, even if it's not truly decentralized. These instant exchanges are are safer in that, you know, there's no rug to pull, right? They're not gonna pull the rug on one person making their transaction that the business model wouldn't really work for them. So, sure. you know, it's just, you know, uh, just be smart about it, guy. I mean, anybody listening to this show should already know, right? You would hope don't so, keep yeah. your Don't keep your crypto on exchanges. Really try not to use exchanges for purposes of attaining crypto, but if you do, pull it off. Possession is 10 tenths of the lower in crypto. <laughs> the convenience isn't worth it. It can cost you dearly. Exactly. I mean, I, I hate to say it. You, you, if you're if you're a Monero bro, you should already know these things. And I I hate to you know for for lack of better phrasing, you should almost kind of root for these things to happen because it's exposing the flaws in the system, and it make it's leading us towards where crypto needs to be, which is just truly decentralized ecosystem where we use our crypto. So the failure of FTX ultimately. Is a good thing. Plus, driving the price of crypto down, uh, allowing those that understand crypto to, to accumulate more. Thank you, FTX. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, moving, moving on from FTX. Let's let's move on to another yeah, let's story. Move on. Another topic. 
Okay, I just wanted to say someone wrote in the, in the comments, HBS, as I've said in this very thread, neither Mika nor TFR forbid self-custody. They only require CASPS uh, to enforce FIATF a travel rule when they send or receive funds from self-hosted uh, wallet. So I just wanted to say that. Um, okay, so essentially, I'll just go over whatever FTX I have really fast. Essentially, FTX, uh, Binance wanted to help FTX out. That didn't work out. They pulled out. They pulled out. FTX is under WEF. I think they have articles on, on the exchange. So that's very suspicious. And uh, this was really weird. Failed crypto exchange FTX was run by 10 people who lived together and were involved romantically. So FTX and Almeda have been playing with your money while they were having orgies, uh, essentially, I guess, <laughs> whatever, moving on. Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't heard that one. All right, <laughs> interesting. You know, like, yeah. It's like fake exchange, you know? <laughs> <laughs> At least they were having fun, right? Okay. <laughs> Oh God! Well, I'm not even sure if, if if that's true. But yes, moving on. Don't don't trust FTX. Don't trust anybody. Like as we've discussed, use Kraken, use Binance, just to get Monero and just take it off. And uh, banks are not your friend either. Nigeria central bank freezes accounts of police brutality protesters. Biden administration wants to make it easier to seize crypto without criminal charges. Wells Fargo closes accounts, claiming high risk. What is high risk? Please give me a chance. WeChat users in China are handwriting apologies to get their banned accounts back. Don't trust banks. Don't trust CEXs. Don't trust them. This is the CEO of Almeida. Um, she's 28 and she's a Harry Potter fan, whatever. But this article details her story and how she, how she uh, became the CEO of Almeida. And it's very interesting because there are a bunch of decisions, a lot of which were really uncertain. and that this was terrifying. So she was put in a position that she was not eligible to be in. She didn't have the knowledge to. And um, they've, they've done a lot of a lot of things, moving funds around, and it led to, to what happened, essentially. Now, whenever you see a high all in a thread from a CEO, it's usually not a good thing. Um, today, I filed FTX, FTX US, and Alameda for voluntary Chapter 11 proceedings in the US. I'm really sorry again that we ended up here. It's it, it's sad, but yeah. Tony, any other FTX? I mean, I think we we got the gist with FTX. It's a it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to give it any more any more uh, attention, to be honest. Let's yeah, move on because we're at fifteen percent. So yeah, move on, okay. move on, move on. Okay, okay. Gary Gensler, FTX. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. Oh, well, this is also FTX. Should I? Well, essentially, Canadian teachers. Yeah, so essentially, they uh, the Canadian teachers' pension plan invested in FTX, and obviously, they they lost their money. But the amount that they invested was so small; they have billions of dollars invested. So, 95 million is so. Er Chichone, I think that's how you say it, used to work for Haven, but he doesn't anymore. He decided to he decided to to part ways and work on on different things. And he used to work on Monero tools for the past six years, but um, he decided to to move on. And then Cake Walt is taking over Haven. Have no. So it's going to be interesting where that's going to go. Now, um, let's talk about the feds having a lot of Bitcoin. They have probably the most amount of Bitcoin. Um, they have 210,000 um, Bitcoins, which is a lot. It's a lot of Bitcoins. So it's really interesting. It's double the stash of, of uh, Michael Saylor. And um, I guess like over time, they'll just keep accumulating, accumulating, accumulating. So it's, it's just, it's just uh, interesting. They have 90,000 from Razel Khan. 
50K from Silk Road Exploiter and 70K Silk Road Bitcoin Seas in um, 2020. Um, this one, this is an article explaining what happened with um, the recently seized Bitcoin, the 50K uh, Bitcoin that have been seized, that essentially they have been unlawfully obtained from the dark web. And I have in this suite detailing a bit more. So Jimmy Tong, Silk Road hacker of 50K Bitcoin was defeated by simple address reuse. So if you do choose to, to use Bitcoin to move your funds around or do certain activities like this, um, why won't you just use Monero? Because it's much easier and you don't need to think about all the privacy tools. And in the end, you might even mess up anyway. And um, I think I think this is, oh, I had something else, but I got deleted, I guess. That's, uh, that's it for this week. <laughs> no, back to FTX, you're alone. Actually, yeah, let's, let's go back to FTX because I had a couple more things and it's unfortunate that um, they were running out of battery on the laptop. Yeah, let's, um, let's go into FTX a bit more. Um, the thing that is really interesting is that such people are in charge. And um, she talks about, so the CEO of Alameda talks about why would you use a decentralized exchange? Why should you use a decentralized exchange when you can use FTX or FTT? So let's hear her actually say that. Well, like, what's the point? Like, why would you want to trade on a DEX? You can just trade on FTX or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> how can you? How can you say that? You know, how, how can you say that? Even if you, um, even if you work for Binance or whoever or uh, Kraken, I think even the CEO of Kraken or uh, the ex-CEO of Kraken said at one point, like, you should self-custody your your um, your crypto. You shouldn't hold it in these exchanges. So it's, it's, un, it's unfortunate that such people are in charge. And uh, let's uh, look Absolutely at another video. Math degree. <laughs> use very little math. Um, use a lot of like uh, elementary school math. Being comfortable with risk is very important. Um, <laughs> we tend not to have things like stop losses. I think those aren't necessarily a great risk management tool. I'm trying to think of a good example of a trade where I've lost a ton of money. Um, well, I don't know. I probably don't want to go into specifics too much yeah, with that. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> not having a stop loss on your trading platform is, um, is definitely a big risk to, to take within your um, uh, your company. I, I definitely would like to have, if I, if I was trading still, I would like to have my um, top losses, but yeah, such such people are are in charge. And let's see if I have um, see if I have anything else on on FTX that we didn't really go into. Let's actually look up. Let's look up Sam on WEF. I wonder if his profile is on WEF. So not FTX, but him um, himself. I did find a no stop loss clip on my own earlier. Low. Yeah, like you you want to have that, Jesus, like. Or unless maybe there's some reason that I that I don't know about. Um, but let, let's look up um, Sam Bankman, Fried, Pride, uh, yeah, on WEF, and I let's see if we can find them. And um, no, we can't. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I did not expect um, FTX to 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 collapse. That, that was such a big news. Let's go over this article, which uh, talks about the CEO of uh, Alameda. So uh, she's currently 28 years old. And let's see, let's look into it. So her name is Constance Wang. She's a 28-year-old ex-credit SUSE analyst running the day-to-day -day operations of FTX. And Tony doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
I did read this article before, but I um, let me just find certain points that I that I thought that were interesting. So before joining Alameda as a trader in March 2018, Ellison spent 19 months as a junior trade at Jane Street. That's where um, Sam allegedly, and she was persuaded to join Alameda by SPF, who also previously worked for Jane Street, as I said. When she quit Jane Street, Allison said that she felt bad for staying such a short amount of time. However, this feeling quickly dissipated when she arrived at Alameda and discovered that she had kind of more trading experience than a lot of Alameda traders anyway. Um, in light of what has transpired, Allison's podcast sounds a lot like a list of reasons why you need some experienced people around to help with decision making. She says she was kind of thrown into making decisions at Alameda and that this was a shock after her 19 months at Jane Street, where the decision decisions she'd made had been pretty circumscribed. Uh, by comparison, in a startup like Alameda, Ellison said she found herself making a bunch of decisions, a lot of which were really uncertain, and that this was terrifying. Yeah, so it, you don't. It's how can you even be in this in this position when you know that you'll handle so much money and that you you'll have to handle people's trust? You know, it's it's really unfortunate. So moving on, if you're watching this video, this specific clip, please, if you're going to use these platforms, use them just to get it, to get your crypto that you want, and then just get it out. Just get it out, you know? Don't don't hold it, because we've already seen, uh, just this year alone, Voyager. I had friends that had their funds in Voyager that I'm, I'm not sure if, um, if, if he's going to get his money back, and he had quite a bit. FTX, and then that's quite a quite a few Celsius as well. I did not see this coming at all. And FTX used to be the second, guys, the second biggest CX in, in the world, as I as I know. So so that's that's uh, interesting. Now I'm not sure if I can find a tweet, but I've seen a tweet. I'm not sure if I let's actually see if I can find it. But essentially this person had a lot of money on on FTX. And um, he talked about how let's let's see if I can I can find it. This person talked about how they just lost everything, like everything, because um, the person just put all his money. So I'm not, I don't think I'm going to find it. No, I thought I retweeted, but um, whatever. But essentially, this person tweeted that um, I put all my life savings, I maxed out my credit cards just to buy crypto to have, to have on FTX. And now he has nothing and he has three kids. His wife left him, and he's in a very dire decision um, position. And uh, he said that he'll never touch crypto again. And in a way, these these are positive things, but it's gonna have a long-lasting effect on the people that that um, have gone through through these exchanges and have suffered um, immense losses. And it's going to be harder for them to to come back into these exchanges. Or uh, into crypto, sorry. So it's in a way, I guess it's a good thing, uh, but also a very bad thing. It's a very bad situation. It's it's kind of interesting how obviously crypto wasn't made for to be held on custodial wallets and central central centralized exchanges. So it's interesting how how uh, they're failing one by one. <laughs> but yeah, you can you have so many options. You can go on Monerujo. You can get this. You can even you can get OK Wallet, of course, and and use that and put your your crypto into that. So there's so many things that that you can do. But yeah, I think we'll uh, we'll just close it out from here. You guys, is there anything you guys want to say to close it out? I wish we had a 
a better setup going right now. But. Guys, Stoic, Monero Boating Club. Talk to Monero Topia, buy your tickets, and see you in Mexico. I second that. Stoic. Stoic, is there anything you want to say about about the book? I know people are anticipating oh, that. Look, if we got another hour, we can go on a rant. Yeah, 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 just a little. No, no, but, I mean, the book yeah, in general will probably be ready um, by hopefully early next year. So I want to have pre-orders ready by the end of the month. Like, I've pretty much finished the draft as such, but... It's obviously takes time to go over and all these kind of things. So, yeah, short of going on an hour rant, um, oh. maybe we can have like a, another podcast. Or something. Is, there, is there any hope that we might, you know, we might be selling or you might be selling these books by the time Monerotopia rolls around? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, very There's cool. a lot of hope in that. Very cool. So, it should, like I say, it should be out early next year. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, was, I originally planned to have it out by the end of the year, but... It, didn't pan out that way obviously a lot of things stack up and time passes just the way it is you know time passes and so early next year at that flute latest and like i say pre-orders will be uh, up and ready by the end of the month uh god willing <laughs> all right uh guys we apologize for the the poor audio visual not the first time on monerotopia <laughs> i will say though uh at the conference we promise you we will have very very good audio visual for those that are at the conference and we will be streaming it i can't promise there won't be any hiccups with the streaming but we are going to try our best to make that really smooth we're working on that we're working with the venue they really do appear to have their shit together with uh running those types of things so we should be good with that so don't don't let this be uh an example of what the audio visual will be like at monerotopia 2020 and, Listen, uh, last time, last time, so we had three of them, right? And she Tony showed ran them to me. Let me explain, let me explain, before you hate on me, let me explain, okay? And then we're done. So she gave me three of them. I, I forget her name, but the one that, that owns the building. And uh, she gave me three of them, and she said, yeah, yeah, they worked. She's so good, yeah, sure. <laughs> Obviously, so how good they were. And then, because we didn't, we thought they worked, so we, whatever. But it's going to be better, it's going to be better. So the links are in the description. If you want to to check out the news, check out the website, get your tickets, come to Mexico. Like you guys wanted Mexico, so show up, come to Mexico. And fuck, I wish I was there, but I guess um, I'll just I'll just be here and you know be depressed. But that's fine. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. Yeah, so so we'll, we'll leave it at that, Tony. Thank you so much. We're gonna go actually explore for a restaurant where we're gonna uh, hopefully we'll find one that we could do the speakers dinner at. And uh, yeah, we hope to maybe do a Spaces, a Twitter Spaces about Monerotopia soon as well. Uh, that's probably a better venue for everybody to be able to participate and chat. We could talk about what the event is going to include. And I actually have some questions I want to ask to the community in terms of what direction they want to go with a few things in terms of, uh, you know, what, what projects and things we're, we're looking to incorporate into highlighting at Monerotopia. So we'll leave it at that. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Bye, guys. Tony, thank you, Bye, man. guys. Thanks for holding it down. Good to see you, Tony. Good to see you, guys. Bye. <laughs> Adios. Bye. Bye. Adios. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this week's Monerotopia episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.